You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. The Life Tree Community Church Podcast. All right. So we're outside. We're having church. This is good. This is good. We've got plenty of room to social distance. If you got a mask, you can wear it if you don't. And I was, I had this nice one. Lisa made me a nice one. Look at this. How many of you hate masks? What? I seriously, I, I understand them. I get them. I can't wait till I don't have to wear them anymore. Oh man, I go through, I go shop right just to get some stuff and wearing the mask the whole time. Oh, it's not good. It's not good. Not healthy. Not meant to, not meant to live like that. Um, but it's so good to be together again. As everybody's been saying, Happy Father's Day to all our dads out there. I have no bad dad jokes. Uh, Pastor Dre took them all. Uh, he's been doing it for a long time, so he's a, he's our resident professional bad dad joke teller. Um, but it's just so good to be together. Uh, can I just say, um, I just want to say this, right? We're going to be all right. Let's say that again. We're going to be all right. Everybody say it with me. Come on. We're going to be all right. Oh, no, come on, one more time. We're going to be all right. 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 Um, and I want to tell, just take a few minutes. This is not going to be like a regular sermon like you're used to. This is going to be a little different today um, because 98 days, we're outside, all sorts of different things. Um, so I'm just going to kind of share from my heart today, if that's okay with you. Um, I just want to talk about some things that I'm learning over these last few months. Um, just a couple of things that God's been speaking to me. The first is this, and this is how I know it's going to be all right, because he's because he's still talking to us and he's doing things in us. Is there was a little boy that um, he was sick. He was in a hospital, and the school that he went to actually sent a uh, like a teacher to go work with him so he didn't fall behind while he was at school. And so the, the teacher said, what am I supposed to talk with them about? They said, well, specifically work on, like, adverbs and, and nouns and sort of the way they work together. And she's like, okay. And she didn't know when she got to the hospital how badly the boy had been injured. It was a fire. He had been burned very bad. And, and he wasn't very responsive. She was trying. She was uncomfortable. She was, like, trying to talk to him. It was awkward. She left. She's, she was just struggling. The next day she comes back. And as she walks in, the nurses said, what did you do to that little boy? And she's like, I, I, I'm sorry. They go, he hasn't talked since he's been here. But since you came, it's like a total change in him. Like, what did you do? She's like, I don't know. So they, they, they asked the little boy. They're like, yeah, he, he recovered. They said, what, what, what's going on? And he said, well, I figured if they sent a teacher to work with adverbs, that I was going to be all right. I wasn't going to die. And because he had been very despondent. And that was what changed him. Like, if I have to work with adverbs, okay then, then life still matters. The fact that God is still at work in our life, if it doesn't matter, he would give up. But the fact that God is still doing stuff in us, you can know that we're going to be all right. Because he hasn't quit on us yet. He's still working and refining and doing things. And if he's doing that, then there's purpose. And one of the things that God is doing in me, this is... I know you don't care about this. This is totally personal. This is just me. But I'm a planner. I love to plan. And my approach, my paradigm has always been I'm going to plan and allow for changes along the way. I used to just plan. Now I'm planning and I've allowed for changes. 
So if a change comes, I can adapt. I, I'm, I'm leaving margin. I'm, I'm doing good, right? Well, I'll plan, but I'll allow for changes to happen. So along the way, right? And this is not just a change. This was a hostile takeover of my world. And in it, God has sort of changed one word. Now I'm planning and expecting changes. And it's a nuance. It's really small. So planning and allowing changes or planning and expecting changes. It's a totally different posture. Because when I allow for changes, I see that change as an interruption and a problem and an obstacle to overcome. But when I expect changes, all of a sudden, I see them as God opportunities, things that he is doing, and I don't resent them and I don't get upset by them because I'm, I'm, I'm expecting it. You see, that, that's slight little difference. And again, I feel like if God is doing that in my life, if he is showing me that he can work and I'm, I'm learning how to like just, just go with it. If you don't know me, if you've never worked with me, I'm uptight. I have problems. I'm a really difficult person. I'm, I do not like change in my schedule. And God is actually just, he's doing a lot of things in me. And uh, I just want to encourage you with this. If God is behind change in your life, it's good. Any kind of change. Because here's the deal. If, with whatever is going on in our world right now, everything, you take the sum total of all the challenges you're facing, all the things that are out of your control, if God is behind it, it's for your good. And if God is not behind it, if it's the enemy, guess what we find? Romans 8.28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. He takes what the enemy intends for evil and turns it for good. So no matter where it comes from, if it's from God, if it's from the enemy, God can use it for good. So those changes, I don't even have to figure out if this is from God or if this is from the enemy. I don't have to figure out who COVID is from. I don't have to figure out what all this stuff is from. I don't have to figure out, you know, where all this tension is from. Listen, God's going to use it for good. And I'm not just going to resist it, but I'm going to say, okay, God, what do you want to do in me through it? Because then I can walk away going, all right, he's working with adverbs. I can, ah, God's not done with me yet. So I just want to encourage you, no matter where you are, whatever change is going on in your life, if we can maybe move from a posture of allowing it to welcoming it, to expecting it, and allowing God to work in those disruptions and those changes in those and those challenges and those things that are just not part of our plan. It's amazing what God can do. It's a huge, it's a huge adjustment. Um, for me, it's, it's been a very big change, but God's working on me. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Just, you know, I haven't made the full transition, but I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. We're, we're still getting there. Something else that God has really, um, probably done in me. I don't know if any of you have had this experience, but I have probably said the phrase, I don't know. More these last three months than I've said in my entire life combined. Anybody else? I don't know. I don't know. When's this going to be over? I don't know. How's it going to work? I don't know. How's this going to go? I don't know. What's right? Um, how do you pastor in a pandemic? I don't know. Are you doing what's right right now? I don't know. Um, are you doing anything good? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who to trust. I don't know how to plan. I don't know a whole lot. Right? I've learned how much I don't know. And I thought I already thought I didn't know a lot. Now I now I mean it's like that that door got blown open. Like you know I, I thought I didn't know anything. Now I really don't know anything. 
Um, and it's interesting, my wife referenced it in the beginning, we talked about something new. If you remember in that, God says, I'm going to make a pathway, right, through the wilderness, rivers and the wasteland. Does this feel like a wilderness to anybody else? Because I have no idea where I am. I genuinely don't know where I am. I'm disoriented. I'm confused. This has been a strange year. I never is not on my calendar. I, I I've never gone through something like this before. Listen, you can you can study other pandemics. You can study. They've never happened in 2020. This is something new, and I don't know where I am. So I don't know. So that's what I keep saying. I don't know. But I don't even know what I don't know. I feel like I don't know a lot. I, I still don't even know. So what I've been doing in this I don't know season, because that's kind of how I'm, my, my son was on a robotics team. They were IDK. I don't know. That was They couldn't come up with a name, so they named themselves I don't know. Like, I feel like I should be wearing that shirt, like, constantly. Like, in this season of I don't know, I don't know what I, you know, I don't know how to be. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, so what am I doing? I am leaning into the fact that I don't know, and I am leaning fully on what I do know. So what do we know? What do we know? Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light into my path. I'm reading the word of God every day, not because I should, not because it's a good pastorly thing to do or even a good you know, Christian thing to do. I'm reading the word of God every day because I have no idea where I am. And I need a light to guide my path. Before I open, listen, I don't know, it's so tempting. We wake up, first thing you do, check the news, check Facebook, check other things, and, and you get... It's a lousy way to start your day. Can I just tell you? If that the first thing you read is news or what somebody's thinking or what somebody's posting, we're setting ourselves up for a very difficult day because we don't know and they don't know. So people who are confused are listening to people who are confused. And we're all trying to make sense of it. And so we wake up in confusion. Can I just tell you, the best thing I've been doing, the thing, and I don't do it every day, and it's something I'm fighting for, is every day I try and figure out what does the map say today. What does the guide say today? What does the light before my feet say today? I need it because I have no idea where I am because I don't know where I'm going. The book continues to give me confidence that we're going to be all right. Because every day when you read it, you know what it tells you? Every day you read truth, truth tells you we're going to be all right. Truth tells us that God's going to work all things together for good. I don't know when this chapter ends, but guess what the book tells me as I'm reading? It says that to everything there is a season. To everything there is a season that right now, it's getting a little toasty. It's hot. We're in June. It's summer. But we know things bloom. Right? Lavender. Any of you went to the lavender farm yesterday? You saw purple. It wasn't there a few weeks ago. Seasons. Things change. My dad always used to say, I tried to find out who, who said it. I don't know if you came up with it or I can't find it online. But it said, what you can't change, you can usually outlast. Time is undefeated. It continues to move forward. And this changes things. Because God continues to say, there's a time to be born. There's a time to die, a time to plant, a time to harvest. For everything there is a time under the sun. He says, I put the stars, look up at the stars. You know what the stars tell us? They're, they're there to, to let us know what season we're in. They change with the seasons. You can tell, astronomers can tell what time of year it is by where the stars are in the sky. They mark the changing of seasons. The sun came up today again. Things continue to move forward. The word of God reminds me right, that this will 
pass. That things can, and the goal is not just to get through it. The goal is not just to say, okay, I'm glad that's over. But since it's going to pass, since I know that God is trying to do something in it, then what? I know this is going to pass. I know that time is fleeting, that our time, I agree, our time continues to change. So what? What do we do? And God says very clearly, my grace is all you need. Right? My strength works best in your weakness. So in my I don't knowing, which is an actual thing, you can have I don't knowing. I have I don't knowing. You can have I don't knowing. In my I don't knowing, his strength works best there. And I go to God and say, I don't know. Oh, thank you for clouds. Let's give God a clap for that, please. When we don't know the timeline, when we don't know the next step, when I don't know who to trust, God never fails. So can I just encourage you? One of the things that has carried me through this season is just every day going to the book. Every day going to the book. And not just reading it, but saying, before you read, listen, the Bible is confusing for a lot of people. We go to it and we go, I don't understand what I'm reading. This makes no sense. I don't understand who Ahithophel was. I don't know why I need to know, right, how many sons he had. I don't know why I need to know all of this stuff. We go to the Bible, it can be confusing and disorienting, and you're like, what is the purpose in all of this? I just, can I encourage you? One little thing. Before you read the Bible, simply just say, God, help my head to understand this. Help my brain to understand this, because this is confusing to me. So would you guide me as I read this and help it make sense? Help it make sense today. Because you, you promised that your word is a lamp. Let it be bright in my eyes so I can understand what I need to know today. I just want to encourage you. We don't know where we are. God knows exactly where we are. And his word guides us every day. So that's probably the second thing that I've done. Um, and the third thing that I want to just sort of throw out there. This is the last thing. And I'm almost done. Um, we have, we should have some something coming for you in a little bit. We're gonna, yeah, we're good. All right, they're here. All right, Kona Ice. You guys all saw it. That's why you weren't paying attention to anything I was saying. You all saw the truck. Yes, Kona Ice. Good for everybody, even if you're dairy free. Um, <laughs> the the last thing here is the importance of hope. Because there are days I have woken up and I don't have hope. Anybody else? You have to raise your hand if you don't want, but come on. There are days I have woken up and I'm like, I'm done. Done with this. It's overwhelming. It's heavy. And I don't have hope. I don't have hope that it's going to get better. I'm frustrated. And I'll be honest, in those moments when I'm feeling done, there's no book I can read. There's no task I can accomplish. There's no job I can lose myself in. There's no amount. Listen, I'm an introvert. There's no, there's no amount of time I can spend by myself away enough to restore hope to me. I can't get alone enough. There's just no way for me to restore hope unless, unless I, I have to go to God. I have to spend time with God. I'm telling you, in this season, there's nothing more important than the time that we're spending daily with God. And I know schedules are crazy. We're in a house with three children and two dogs, and it's not that big. I understand. It's hard to find it. And it's not so much like I spend hours and hours at a monastery really seeking God. No, yet, no, none of us are doing that. 
but you can find places, find time, find ways. We find ways to watch Netflix. I know you've watched Tiger King. You've watched all sorts of weird stuff. Some of you are watching Space Force. It's terrible. There's all sorts of stuff that you're watching. We can find time if we're losing hope to go be with God. If you're low on hope today, if you're here today, I don't know, everybody is, hopefully you're feeling good, the sun, vitamin D is all good, but if you are low spiritually on hope today, can I just encourage you, get alone with God somehow, some way. There's no remedy for a lack of hope other than the one who is hope. Our hope is founded on the promises of God. The promises of God are found in His Word. When we don't know, He knows. That's why I hope. My hope is not in the CDC. My hope is not in anybody in the government. My hope is not in political spheres. It's not in, it's not even in people. Right now, our world is a mess. We're having, we're making progress in some ways. We're doing some really good things having some great conversations about a race and, and, and growing and learning. And there's all sorts of good. But to be honest, at the end of the day, my hope is not that people will get this right. My hope is in a God who transforms us and changes us and gives us his heart. That's where our hope is. Our hope is not in people. It's not in, situ- it's not in systems. It's not in any organizations. Our hope is in God. And when you're feeling hopeless, listen, if, if my hope was in any person... I promise you it's going to fail. Because we fail. We're flawed people. But our hope is in the one who never fails. I don't believe it's possible to be in the presence of God and not walk away hopeful. We can't come away from the one who is light, who is truth, and walk away without hope. So wherever you are, however you are, spend time. It doesn't have to be hours. But go to God, not because... You have to, out of obligation, but because you want to. Because you're drawn there, because you recognize it there. Scripture says that this hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our soul. I love that imagery, an anchor for our soul. If anybody's looking for a good tattoo idea, hope, strong and trustworthy anchor. You put that, where we put that, Keith? Right on like your leg? Put that go on your leg? Yeah, right there, good anchor. Maybe forearm, like Popeye, right? This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our soul. Why do we need anchors? Because life pushes us. It drifts us. The natural tendency of life is to move us in other places to drift. The Word of God, the hope of God, anchors us so that no matter what winds come, no matter what storms come, we know. We know who's holding us. So what? So what? That's just my story. But as I've been thinking about this season, we've been given an opportunity here in this whole thing. We're, we're rethinking everything, right? Some of you at work, you were commuting. Now you're at home. You're going, no more commuting for me. I'm not doing this anymore. This is, I'm, I'm not, those hours I was spending, you can hear the turnpike. The hours you were spending on the turnpike's not worth it anymore. And so you're rethinking career or you're rethinking how you do work. You're rethinking rhythms and, and habits of how you're going to spend your time. I hear all the time saying, you know, I don't know. We, I'm working just fine from home. I can maybe go in the office one day, but that life, I don't want to go back to that life. It's an opportunity for us to revise how we do that. We're rethinking family. 
right? The commitments and the schedules and all this kind of stuff. People are saying, I don't know if it's, I'm, I'm just trying to rethink what we're doing. Having dinner tonight, listen, I'm kind of getting tired of my family, but it's nice to have dinner every night, right, together. This is good. This is good. We're rethinking how we're spending time. There's some of you started, I started running. Really. I hate running. I've talked about it. I hate it, but I'm doing it. And I haven't gotten a runner's high yet. I still don't think that exists. But like we're starting, some of you have started workouts and new habits, or you're walking, or you're going on a bike, or you're doing different things. You've started new health habits because this opportunity has given us time to rethink how we spend our time, work, family, health, all that kind of stuff, hobbies. Some of you are starting new hobbies. You've started crocheting or sewing or woodworking or you know, picking up a musical instrument. Or you know, Some of you are just starting because it's an opportunity to rethink. And I would just suggest that it's also an opportunity for us to rethink our relationship with God. We're doing it in every other arena. Why would we not do it with the most important one? So I would encourage you, look back on these last few months and honestly answer the question, in the last 98 days, do you feel you've gotten closer to God or farther from Him? Because you don't stay the same. Have you gotten closer to God or farther from Him? One of my favorite quotes, he, I think he paraphrased somebody else, it was a man named Halsey Allen, he was a older gentleman that was a youth leader he was like in his 80s helping out with a youth group when I was a youth pastor and he, he always said you can have as much of God as you want and you do think about that it might have been Leonard Ravenhill I don't know who it was that said it originally but you can have as much of God as you want and you do we set the bar for how much and how close we get to God he doesn't put up walls he doesn't say you can't get any closer you've prayed enough for today you've, you've read enough You've, gotten, you've understood me enough for today. Let's stop there. You can have as much of God as you want, and, and we do. And so I want to encourage you. Would you just consider how you're going to spend your time? Faith, listen, this faith thing is not a set of rules to follow. We know that. Like, if it was a set of rules to follow, we're violating them all. I'm wearing sunglasses. He's wearing a hat. That's what you're, right? you got dogs here. You're sitting on grass. This is not a church. We're not following the rules. Right? This isn't about rules. It's about a relationship with the Creator God who loves us so much He put clouds there so that we don't have to sit in the sun right now. And a light breeze. I'm telling you, this is God right here. This is grace. We're soaking it in. Our God is so involved in the nuances of life. He is appropriate for everything you go through. Every situation, every circumstance in life, God speaks to it. He's in it. He's working in it. We need God. We need God in our lives. And I just want to encourage you, over this time, let this be an opportunity. And listen, it's not too late. If you've done nothing the last three months, that's okay. If all you did was sit on your couch and eat donuts, listen, I respect you. But today's a new day if you want to start something new. It's never too late to go deeper with God, to say, God, today I want to get serious with my relationship with you. Today I really want to go, because we need it. Because we need it. So God, ne God never fails. I just want to encourage you with that. He's going to walk us all the way through. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. I love this quote from Bob Goff. If you haven't read his book, it's uh, got a couple books, uh, Everybody Always, and another book called Love Does. It's, 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 they're, they're great books. But he has this quote. He says, Embrace uncertainty. Some of the greatest 
and most beautiful chapters in our lives won't have a title till much later. We don't have a title yet for this time in our life. We don't know what's go what this is going to be. I don't have a name for this yet because we're not through it yet. We may look back. I can't wait till I, I'm like I'm in my mind. I'm like thinking like, what's Christmas going to be like? Where are we going to be as a church? Honestly, I have no idea. I don't know. I can't tell you today when we're going back to the building. We've got no. We have no idea. We don't know. I don't know if we're going to do more of these. Do you like this? Is this good? Yeah. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. Sideways. Good. All right, we might do more of these. We're, going to, we're just doing one today. It's all we're committing to. We're going to see how it goes. Um, we know it's going to get hotter this summer, so we got to think through that. But um, we don't know. There's a lot I don't know. I don't have a title for this time yet, but I do know that we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right because God gives us hope. Because God gives us hope. And it never fails. When I look back on some of the hardest times in my life, and I'm sure you can say the same thing, when you look back on some of the hardest times in your life, you wouldn't trade them for anything. Because what God did in you through them. You don't want to live through them again. I never want to go back. Like, you can't pay me enough to go back through those times. But I wouldn't trade them for what God has done in me through them. And this is yet another one of those things. So we're going to get through this. We're going to be all right. Hope. And, and hope again that God's going to use it for good. He's going to do something good in us. So I just want to close with, with this passage. It's, we've, we've read it before, Month of Mercy. We're talking about this. Would you just close your eyes and just hear these words, please? These are the words of the Lord. The words of the Lord, not my words. The words of God to us, written by, written by a poet. It says, The thought of my suffering is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet, I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin anew each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in Him. Heavenly Father, we commit ourselves to you today. We thank you for your grace and your mercy in our lives. We need it. And today, today we just come to you and we ask you to fill us with hope. To let us be drawn close to you. Lord, and may we know you better each day. May I know you more today than I did yesterday. And may I know you more tomorrow than I do today. May I just pursue you and continue to grow in that understanding of you. Because there's so much I don't know. But I do know that you know it all. And when I come to you, I find hope. Thank you. You are so good. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, most importantly, Gordon is putting up the basket for you to drop off your tithes and offerings. Most importantly. It's there if you need, if you need to drop something off there. But I just want to say, it's so good to see everybody. Sincerely appreciate you coming out today. Don't touch anybody on your way out. Please, just, just don't touch anybody. I was thinking in, in, in high school, in, in like when I was a kid, we used to do, um, like in, in school, we do air high fives. Anybody do air high fives? Just do this. I put my hand up and be like, Psh. Let's do air high five, right? There you go. It's no good. It like, works, right? Yeah, it works. Air high five. So if you want to give somebody an air high five, listen, you, you just please be respectful of everybody. Not everybody here wants. I know some of you really, really, really want to hug everybody. 
And some of you are like me, you really, really don't want anybody to touch you. But that wasn't because of COVID. That's just I don't like people touching me. Um, seriously, please, if you just be respectful of everybody, but so appreciate you coming. We do have Kona Ice Dre. You want to give us some direction? Yeah, in the line, practice social distancing. So just sort of mosey if you want, but free Kona Ice for everybody. Help yourself. Um, enjoy it. Happy Father's Day. It's our Father's Day treat to everybody. But uh, so thankful for everybody coming out. So good to see you. And uh, have a great day. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our church or if you'd like to connect with us online, just visit wearelifetree.com.